Good day. You're listening to Free City Radio. I'm your host, Stefan Christoph. Thank you so much for tuning in. On the broadcast today, we are going to be hearing a conversation with filmmaker Reem Al-Ghazi. Reem is one of the creative forces behind the film Becoming a Figenia, a film that explores the lives of young Syrian women in Berlin. This is a film that takes a creative and very incredible approach to telling the stories of Syrians in the German context through uh, a collective experience. And it is a striking film for a number of reasons. Um, the people featured are from many different social, economic, and political experiences from Syria. But also it brings together and shows the ways that a creative context can uh, tell stories about migration and resilience against incredible odds in different ways. The conversation with Reem, I think, speaks to a lot of the complexities and layers of this work. Becoming Ephigenia was featured at a series of films in Montreal that was organized by the Regard Syrienne Collective. And um, I was happy to record this interview in that context. And thank you to Farah from Regard Syrienne for helping set this up. So here is my conversation with filmmaker Reem Al-Ghazi. And this is Free City Radio. All right, Reem, uh, first, um, yeah, can you please introduce yourself and a bit about your your practice as a filmmaker um it seems that there's a lot of uh collective process in your work which i found very striking um often like narrative films or you know projects to, to speak about syria at least as they're translated in the west really focus on uh isolating an individual experience um but it seems like there's a big process to sort of find collective narratives in your work but yeah maybe we can get into it a bit more but please uh, introduce yourself first first i studied actually i studied english literature and then i studied theater so i came from theater then one day for some reason a friend needed help with her film her assistant left her and she needed someone that she can count on. She called me, she taught me what to do, and I liked it, and that was it, actually. <laughs> I never left. I learned how to do it from, by actually working, not studying. And um, so I did all, I worked in all kind of television, media, video clips, whatever you can think of, until I became aware of documentaries. And that's when I said, this is it. So I've, I've made a long journey until my 30s. And until my 30s, that's when I found what I want 
what I really want and that's where I found myself and this which is I didn't want art for nothing I wanted art for something for serving something some cause kind of cause for society for poor if I want to draw a portrait I want this portrait to serve something not just for the sake of the beauty of the portrait. So a lot of the process you described of encountering um, cinema, um, you know, from what I understand, that was a process that you went through um, not in North America, but in Syria, in... I lived most of my life in Syria. I went to France to study for like one year theater and then I worked in Qatar for two years in a Jazeera children channel and that's it uh, I went to Egypt to Morocco to Yemen for work to film uh, to Lebanon to Warsaw and to edit my films all all these countries I went for these countries to to edit and to film to Berlin uh, but my my life my whole life was in Syria living and really living that was in Syria maybe that can be an opening to talk a bit about like some of the stories and narratives and experiences that you portray in your film that has a theatrical aspect i can see the background in theater obviously in your work um so can you share a bit about what you're presenting in different film screening spaces around the world your film showed here in montreal where i live but i'm sure it's showed in other places around the world um so can you talk a bit about some of the ideas you were highlighting in this film and how it relates to your experiences in syria in relation to the changes that have happened in recent years. There's so many huge uh, changes to, to the cultural environment. Um, the whole atmosphere, I would imagine, of your life totally changed. The revolution started when, at 2011. Um, of course, my whole life has changed. The revolution started when, at 2011, um, of course, my whole life has changed. I, the, I, I, I was not a filmmaker anymore. I was a Syrian citizen who happened to be a filmmaker, who knows how to use a camera, who knows how to tell a story. It was a big difference. And that's when at the beginning, I didn't see myself outside the, the, the frame. I was inside. And it took me a while to really, to, to people was uh, trying to convince me all the time to carry the camera and to film, and I was not able to do that. I was so involved and what's happening in the streets, on the ground. I mean, we can maybe imagine, you know, and we will be imagining what that means, but 
I think could be very meaningful for people listening to just describe a bit what that meant for you. At the beginning on the first two months, it was about like, we were discussing the laws that we want to change, what's what's, uh, the Syria that we want, uh, what's wrong with our life and how we want that to be better, things like that. I mean, the Syria that we want, the Syria that we dream of. We could just talk a bit about your your project. Please introduce this film. Oh, this film. I got an invitation from Omar Abu Sada, the director of the play, to film the behind the scene of the play. So they just told me that we are going to work with women, with refugees, women who just came to Berlin about Iphigenia, with a text about Iphigenia. And that's all. I didn't know what's coming. They didn't know what's coming. I know the type of uh, theater that they work on. They did this kind of theater for years. It was part of trilogy. They started in Jordan and then in Lebanon. But the third one is Iphigenia for sure, in Berlin. So I went to Berlin to start filming. I filmed for four months and a half with nine young ladies in their late 20s. Uh, These ladies are living in a very difficult moment in between two worlds. They have just arrived to Germany. Just arrived, I mean, just arrived for one year, two years, something like that. They are trying to build a new life out of nothing with a new language with a new everything, alone for the first time. Alone for the first time without the society, patriarchy that they are used to, the backbone of their lives. That being said, again, they are in between two worlds, Syria, Germany, past, present, and they have been put in front of Iphigenia and they have been faced with questions about Iphigenia that has touched them a lot and made them think and it was not easy at all, at all. So I was just there documenting that. The moment of the questions, these moments of the of those questions, the, these moments of those uh, feelings of being lost or of being certain, of being uh, angry or 
whatever. And so you were there as a filmmaker um, looking at this process. Going into this process, like what were some moments that really moved you or were surprising to you in these in this unfolding of the encounter that you're describing? There were many moments. The way the team, the theater team worked was very professional and they knew what they are doing and how they trained the ladies to become actresses. And they are not actresses at all. They, they, they were on the stage, most of them for the first time. And also the young ladies were astonishing by the way they let themselves to unfold, as you said, slowly, honestly, bravely. The, yeah, I want to say how courageous they were. I mean, to talk about yourself on a stage while you are so young and you are so uncertain and this is your first time on a stage, I mean, I wouldn't do it. For people who are listening, can you describe a bit more how this happened? So you have a, a this theater project in Berlin, newly arrived women from Syria who are there uh, and encountering each other, also encountering the ideas. Can you describe a bit what, how, how this unfolded? How they met the team, put an announcement, and then they made interviews, and then they started the workshop to train the ladies. And during the workshops, the body and the voice workshops, the ladies started to be become close. After that, there were sessions where they had to speak up. They to have to open up, to speak about themselves. There were um, exercises where they have to write, to introduce themselves and to write things about themselves or letters, things like that. And that's how they became really close. So they knew things about themselves and they started to trust each other. Can you talk about how that trust and that encounter was translated into art, both in your film and the theater piece? For example, if you watch the film, uh, when uh, Zena came back from the court with the judge saying that she will be deported, they you saw everybody was around her and they wouldn't go to stage without her and then they surrounded her and then they took her to stage with the her with them and then they started to say the monologue as if she became the Iphigenia at that moment so it was it, uh, the trust made them became Iphigenia's. Each one of them will take the role in her turn. 
for people listening, the mythology of Iphigenia is probably unfamiliar to some people. So can you just share briefly what, what that is? Um, it's Greek mythology and how it relates to the story that you're telling. It's a Greek mythology. Uh, it's about a daughter who had been sacrificed by her father. <laughs> as simple as that. Uh, it's a long story. I'm. Uh, her father has done something wrong, so the goddess uh, punished him by asking him to sacrifice his daughter, and now he has to sacrifice her. So, uh, he put her. Uh, so now she is in front of a choice: either to uh, die in in a glory. To choose to accept, and that means that she will die in a glory. I mean, accept that she will go to death by her own will, accept to sacrifice, or she will say no and they will drag her to death. So she will die in a bad way. And that was one of the main discussions. I mean, living in humiliation, but having a good life, a happy life, or dying in glory and not having a life. So the film was about having a good, a happy life. I don't want to die in glory. I don't want that glory if it is death. And I would imagine that you know, there's a lot of different ways what you're sharing about this mythology could be interpreted in relation to Syria and people's experience. Can you share a bit about how, because people who are listening to this interview will not have seen the film, right? So uh, I'm, I'm hoping to encourage people to do that. But can you share a bit about how the sort of binary or the choice you're talking about is related to the different women's experience and it relates to the reality in Syria uh, today. It's like when they want you to die and to be a martyr while they are living their lives in their palace, something like that. You have to be aware where to put your life, where to choose to spend your life. I mean, we, we lost a lot of lives. We lost a lot of peoples. I mean, a lot of people, a lot, countless. And all that for what? For the glory of what? I'm talking about the people who stood with with the idea of the of the glory. Can you speak a bit more about um, so in this context, we see women practicing uh, their um, encountering a theater process in Berlin, and I think 
it shows so many different um, ways that Syrian women are expressing themselves, also encountering their life in Berlin, which is, I think we often maybe have a very um, stereotypical idea of, or a simple idea of what life might be like for a Syrian refugee in Berlin. But you can see that each person has a very different experience, uh, are encountering these questions in different ways. Can you talk a bit about why that was important, showing all these different perspectives and different uh, encounters with the ideas that are encountered in the film and in the theater process, but also different experiences in Berlin? Like each person has, you know, a different story, a different experience. Can you talk about that? Different. They are very different. The nine, they are nine persons. Um, they are really different. They are, they, they came from different backgrounds from Syria. And uh, you can tell from the moment you see them, the personalities, the way they dress, the way they speak, the way they present themselves, actually, the way they uh, interact with the with the exercises, uh, they enriches the whole process with their uh, backgrounds and personalities and everything they came with, the whole package they came with, really. Some days they came down, some days they came up. Even with that, that was rich, very rich. So for me, I was watching the one of the most wonderful uh, color palette in front of me all the time. I didn't know which to, I had to follow all the time, everything with my camera. It was so difficult to take a decision which to follow now, which moment, who to follow now. And and they were, as I told you, they were very honest and they were very deep and they were very brave. I was very touched by their braveness when they had their circle uh, moments, they had this uh, these uh, sessions uh, in a circle way. Um, I used to sit far away and film. And that was astonishing. The creation was there at that moment because of the connection between them at that moment. And that connection came from the differentiation between them and the acceptance for this variation. Can you describe a bit about what we see in this film? Just like a, sort of a bit of a synopsis for people who are listening to this and trying to like piece together the process that you're describing. You see uh, several young ladies in um, difficult moments, and behind the, the behind the scene of uh, making a play, 
divided between two worlds, making a new one. You've been listening to a conversation with filmmaker Reem El-Hazi, who worked on the project Becoming Ephigenia, a film that documents the experiences and stories of Syrian women in Germany in the context of migration, but also in the context of fleeing incredible violence. Thank you so much to Reem for being on Free City Radio. This has been another edition of the program. I'm Stefan Christoph. We broadcast weekly on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays on CGLO 1690 AM, also in GeoGeage, Montreal, on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg at 10.30 p.m. on Tuesdays on CF. RC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays on CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria, B.C. on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and Saturdays at 7 a.m. on Met Radio 12.80 a.m. in Toronto at 5.30 a.m. on Fridays and now on CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. You can find our archives at soundcloud.com slash freecityradio. We are also podcasts. Look us up through Apple Podcasts or Spotify to search for Free City Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.